Hey everybody, I'm Jenny Stone and you're listening to Season 9, Episode 13 of HR Rescue, Action Steps for a More Positive Work Culture. If this is your first time listening, welcome. The HR Rescue podcast provides business owners, new HR professionals, and HR Department of One with solutions and guidance on some of the most common HR issues. You can find us at hr-rescue.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Now, let's get into today's episode. We know that creating a positive and welcoming work environment is a cornerstone of a strong company culture, and it helps organizations attract talent and increase productivity. 75% of people who feel harassed never report it, a result found by separate studies by Sherm and the EEOC. Consider the number one reason that people don't speak up, and that's fear of retaliation. Both harassment and retaliation are illegal, yet three out of four people are scared. Why? Most organizations have anti-harassment policies, but are they allowed to follow the practice? So let's consider the reasons employees don't speak up about harassment. Fear of retaliation, fear of looking weak by seeming emotional, bystander effect, believing someone else will speak up, fear that making waves will be bad for their career profession, previous bad experiences with current or previous employers, organizational norms and culture. If bullying's been going on a long time, it might seem to employees that the behavior has the company's approval. Too often, HR leaders have a poor understanding of how harassment and bullying actually work. 40 years of research into workplace bullying is clear. Employees rarely start bullying the day they're hired. 99% of the time, it begins with unprofessionalism and incivility. It could be rolling their eyes at a staff meeting, making snarky comments, firing off ugly negative emails, or pointing out mistakes in public. If these behaviors aren't challenged, they become more frequent and more aggressive. Put a stop to these microaggressions early, and you'll reduce the chances of it escalating into something more serious. Now, conflict is normal, and it can be good, but it also can lead to incivility and unprofessionalism. Managers can't allow conflicts to go unresolved. Believing that your team can figure it out on their own is dangerous. When frustrations mount, that's when bullying begins. Bullying is an overarching term for abuse of conduct at work. Group bullying is known as mobbing or hazing. If bullying is targeted at a protected class, race, religion, sex, etc., then it becomes harassment. Harassment's a form of discrimination that becomes unlawful when enduring the offense Offensive conduct actually becomes a condition of continued employment or the conduct is severe or pervasive enough that a reasonable person would consider it intimidating, hostile, or abusive. If bullying is extreme, it can become workplace violence. While this includes punching or fighting, it can also be yelling or aggressively posturing. Picture a bully puffing up their chest, veins popping, right? They create a real sense of fear, which amounts to violence. So creating a clear anti-harassment policy and training your staff is really important. Rather than legal definitions, focus on how harassment actually happens. Emphasize the importance of respect, civility, and speaking up, giving people the tools to manage their own culture. Culture also depends on leadership and behavior throughout your organization. People follow the cues of others. Training on its own isn't enough to alter the behavior. The way employees act is also shaped by core values, performance management, and how policies are enacted. So here are five steps that you can take for a more positive work culture. Step one, get leadership on board. Leadership must commit to change, support and respect civility initiatives, 
and be involved in the process. Now, the CEO doesn't need to be involved in the day-to-day, but meaningful change does require an executive sponsor to give permission to and support initiatives. Step two, conduct an assessment. An organizational assessment can prove more useful than specific investigations. Investigations attempt to understand facts and focus on one person's story, and it could result in a resolution for one problem area. Whereas an assessment attempts to understand risk factors and cultural reality and focus on everybody's story and may result in a resolution for many. When you conduct an assessment, make sure you know what you learn and tailor questions accordingly. A one-size-fits-all employee engagement survey may not fit your needs. Step three, develop action items. Once you've completed your survey, you'll have data on what people need and how they feel. Create an action team of employees and leadership representing the full diversity of your organization. They should go through the survey and create a strategic plan. When the survey is completed, act quickly to build good faith. Step four, use your core values. A consistent fact among toxic companies is that they don't lean on their core values. Commitment to values should be seen as core job competencies. Being able to believe in and fulfill core values is just as important as an employee's other job responsibilities. Step five, implement a healthy workplace policy and hold people accountable to it. Don't end with anti-harassment and anti-bullying policies. Explain what behavior you want from employees. Managers are responsible for setting expectations, managing incivility so it doesn't escalate to bullying, coaching behavior and performance, and creating a positive workplace for their team. And all employees have responsibility for conflict management, communication skills, stress management, customer service, leadership, respect and civility, assertiveness, and inclusivity. Incivility, bullying, and negative behaviors are performance problems. Early intervention prevents escalation to harassment, the creation of a negative culture, and other future damage. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode of HR Rescue. The opinions expressed in this program do not represent legal advice, nor should they necessarily be taken as the views of HR Shield or its employees.